you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast. At Mastermind Parenting, we're on a mission to support strong-willed kids and the families that love them. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the show. Okay, guys, if you haven't listened to episode 222 last week, I want you to go back and listen to that one before you listen to this one, because... I'm doing a series where I'm teaching my nice framework to transform strong-willed kids. And I don't know that this is going to make a lot of sense unless you listen to last week first. So this is number two in the nice framework series. All right. So we're going to continue learning and I'm going to start breaking down the framework to begin you know, really going more in depth so that you can you can learn this and you can ultimately speak in a way and learn the tools that strong willed kids respond to. It's the it's the way we get through to them. It's the way they finally can learn the skills to help them stop living life in such a dysregulated state because that's ultimately what they really need from all their grown-ups, parents and teachers. I think the rub is when strong-willed kids are not doing well in the words of Dr. Ross Green, right? Like kids do well if they can so if they're not doing well like kids are designed to be magical thinkers and to experience a whole lot of joy and to get lost in play. So if we have a kid that's not doing that the majority of the time, we know we have a problem. We know we have a a problem. It's just a matter of how do we actually fix it? How do we not fix it, meaning fix our kids, but like fix the problem? Like, like what is the solution? And what I want to tell you is The solution is to learn how to get through to your child so that you can teach them all of these amazing skills to calm their bodies down, to get back into a state of feeling balanced and regulated in their nervous systems. Now, does it mean that they're never going to get stressed out? Of course not. Like that's part of the human experience. But you know how many, I mean, probably a lot of you guys, like if you, if you identify with being anxious or if you've ever struggled with an addictive habit, whether it's smoking or drinking or shopping or gossiping or whatever it is, believe it or not, shopping and gossiping can also be addictive habits. But if you've ever engaged in something where you just are numbing out, 
where you're checking out, you're numbing out. And most of us don't even think about this because it's not, it's usually like we don't feel exactly proud of, you know, maybe your, your form of distraction is gossiping, right? Is gossiping. Nobody's going to admit that or over shopping or nowadays it's not exactly something you'd be proud of if you're a closet smoker or if you're a vapor or if you're, uh, if you feel like you're, that, you know, you take, you need those gummies way more than you'd like to admit. Nobody's exactly proud of those things. And so, but, you know, so we don't look at it closely, but we develop these addictive habits and patterns to regulate our bodies. That's really the truth. There's, there's some form of stress that you don't know how to manage. It feels like it's too much. And so you find some coping mechanism to regulate your body. So when we have highly sensitive little kids who live in this state of dysregulation a lot of the time because they haven't they haven't learned the skills to calm their bodies down. We have to learn how to teach them. Like we have to learn the skills to get through to them. So that's what my nice framework does. And so the last episode 222 you heard the overview. You learned why I named it nice, very tongue in cheek, not exactly uh, an ad- an aspirational adjective that most people put with parenting. And yet we're always telling our kids, be nice, be nice, be nice to the puppy, be nice to your sister. And then we show up in all these ways when our kids are totally dysregulated, their nervous systems are blown. We show up in ways that quite often feel mean. Yeah, not effective not effective. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not inclined to want to learn things from people that I perceive to be mean. So this is the framework to help you speak to your kids and use tools that they will be receptive to so they can learn all the things. And ultimately, they'll feel better. They'll feel more regulated in their bodies. And then what do they do in in turn? They do better. They you stop worrying so much that they're just losing their mind over every little thing. They start to be able to manage the daily stresses, and they don't. They stop turning all the little deals into bigger deals. Okay, so today we're going to dig into the N wing of the Nice Framework. So, what does N stand for? N stands for needs. So our first step in the NICE framework is we're always going to be assessing basic needs. And let me let me start with a little story. So recently there was a mom who asked me, you know, my cha- my daughter's constantly using the I'm scared excuse. And she said that whenever it was it was time to go to bed or it was it was time to take a bath. She didn't want to go in the, or time to take a shower. She didn't want to go into the shower by herself. She was, and this is a child that's like, I think maybe seven and a half or eight. So mom was like, mom was like, she's old enough. She knows how she was doing it before. And now all of a sudden she won't go and take, she's, you know, she's, she, I don't even know what happened. Maybe it was a, a scary game on her iPad or something. Now she's constantly saying, I'm scared. I'm scared. Stay with me. Stay with me. 
And that's also started to bleed over into, I'm too scared. Stay in my room. I, I'm too scared to get in my P, in my PJs without you. I'm scared. So she's like, this I'm scared excuse. I need to nip this in the bud because it's just getting out of hand. Okay. And so the mom, she came to me and she really thought that she just needed the magical words or the right consequence to air quotes, get her child to stop using this. I'm scared excuse. Okay. So she was ready to hop right into C communicate and E enforce consequence and enforce consequences in the nice wings in my nice framework. That's where she was ready to go. She was like, you know, tell me what I need to say. Tell me what I want to do. She wanted to communicate and enforce without starting by assessing basic needs. Basic needs, sleep, food, connection. We have to look at all those things. Is my child exhausted? Is my child not getting enough sleep? And so therefore she's got a dysregulated nervous system. And so before I do anything else, I need to go operation sleep and make sure this kid is getting the sleep that she needs. Before we can start talking about this, using this I'm scared tactic to to sort of imprison us and, and make us feel like we're being held hostage constantly. Before we attack the, the words of it, like we got to get sleep cleaned up. Because what, what do we know? I mean, think about yourself. Can you think very clearly? Can you learn new things? Are you willing to have a productive conversation when you've had one of those nights where you're not getting enough rest and, or you've had one of those days where you're just blown at the end of the day? How inclined are you to learn new things if you have a day like that? So first and foremost, I always start with sleep. And it's the easiest place for us to see huge changes and big successes and build momentum with people because exhausted people suck. We all do. And it's the worst. It's a form of torture. So before I start, you know, everybody always just, I mean, everybody always comes and they, just like this mom and they think they need to know what the appropriate boundary and consequence should be. They want to go straight into boundaries and consequences. And I'm like, slow down. Okay, slow down. We got to go back and look at sleep and look at food and look at connection, right? We got to look at those things first. It's like we've got to build up and sort of earn the right to, to communicate boundaries and then eventually enforce consequences if we should need to. But just slow down right? We have to accurately diagnose the real problem. If I were to say, well, this is exactly how you should set that boundary to turn this around, it actually wouldn't solve the I'm scared problem. If I had just like, if I had coached her on just the right boundary and consequence, I wouldn't have diagnosed the problem. And so it's kind of like if you go to the doctor and your throat hurts and the doctor prescribes antibiotics for strep and says you must have strep throat without even looking in your throat. Okay. If the doctor took the time to I investigate, they may they'll they would figure out that it was a it, it could be a basic need. Like 
I don't know about you guys, but if I haven't slept well in like two nights, I start to get a sore throat and it's not strep throat. The prescription is hot tea, a warm bath and a good night of sleep. That's when my throat starts to get sore. That's most. So if I went to the doctor and they were like, must have strep, here's an antibiotic. They'd miss it, right? They'd miss it. So our kids aren't different. If we take the time to assess basic needs, quite often what we find is that the problem's solved, right? The problem's solved. We don't even have to get to the later wings. We quite often can solve the problem in the N part of the framework. Are you ready to master practical strategies that'll support you in helping your strong-willed child and their siblings to feel better so that they can ultimately do better all at your own pace? Learn how to be a mastermind parent by joining our new self-study and very affordable mini master's program. You'll get access to our basics boot camp content with hundreds of trainings and resources to help you through any scenario, as well as access to our private podcast where you'll hear lots of live coaching by yours truly and where the juiciest, juiciest conversations happen. Uh, Expect some colorful language on that private podcast. Can't wait to see you in Mastermind Parenting Mini Masters program. It's mastermindparenting.com forward slash mini masters, all one word to join. And when I keep referring to wings, it's because we have a graphic where these this framework, the NICE framework, we, we have a graphic where it's a butterfly. And so there's an N wing, an I wing, a C wing, and an E wing. And the reason why is because this is the framework that transforms strong-willed kids' behavior and butterflies are a symbol of transformation. So there's a little backstory. So how often... Are we going to war with a child acting like a terrorist, right? Like this child. I'm scared. I'm scared. It feels like a terrorist. It feels like somebody who is trying to hold you hostage. Like the parents can't leave her room. She can't take a shower without them. So I want you to remember that quite often it might be sleep, you know, a nap and a snack, basic needs. Guess what? Kids who are not eating you know, or not eating the right kind of foods and calories or are chronically thirsty and they're highly sensitive. So a lot of times it's like they just start acting out and they don't even recognize the feeling of hunger. Or they no kid ever will say, I'm just so tired, or no kid that I know. So it's really up to us as the parents to look at first and foremost, like what what happened? What's going on with sleep? How did this, oh yeah, she woke up so early or, oh, we've been getting to bed later all week. Yeah. Okay. She's super cranky. It's going to be operation sleep before we can do anything else. And that might nip the behavior in the bud, right? If we have a kid that just snacks around the clock and you just, you've never wanted to put any restrictions on the pantry foods and you're one of those houses that my kids love going over where there's every kind of cookie and chip and whatever. And you have kids that are just chronic snackers and they're, you know, oh, my kid just is so picky. They won't eat anything. But yet 
they'll eat lots of things when it comes to chronic snacking. So you've got a kid that's just filling up on empty calories and never truly getting the nutrients their bodies need. Yeah, it could be a food issue. And the connection, right? It's a basic need. There's been studies done like if babies aren't held and touched, it's why like I think, you know, there's been a lot of studies done about like the Russian adoptions and Chinese adoptions where babies were way back when, I don't know if this is still going on, but way back when there was all these babies in these orphanages and there wasn't enough workers to hold the babies the way babies require. And they would like have bottles propped up in the crib. So these these babies were really experiencing a lot of developmental delays because they weren't held enough. So connection, you know, when they're teeny tiny babies, it's attunement, it's attachment, it's a lot of physical touch. And as kids start to get older, it's what I teach, which is called present engaged time, where they truly are connecting with you, right? And I, I teach a certain way to do it, but how is the connection? Is it, are you feeling really connected to your child? Is your child feeling really connected to you? So the mom who wanted to nip the I'm scared thing in the bud without first assessing basic needs, right? She would have missed the boat just going straight to the boundaries and the consequences. Because once I started asking curious questions and I threw out the possibility that this might be the way her child's making a bid for more attention and connection, right? That was my hunch was she's she's got a she's got a need that she wants met and I had a feeling it was a basic need and I had a feeling it was a connection need need. And so this is what she said when I said that. She said, thank you for this, Randy. It's what I needed to hear. You're right. I'm knee deep in my busy season. And my husband's been helping his grandparents out a lot recently. And we're both super distracted. The I'm scared probably means I need more time with you. Like pausing for applause for that mom. Cause she was like, she was just in her blind spot. She just couldn't see what she couldn't see. So here's your action step for this week. Okay. I want you to identify something like the I'm scared behavior, something your child is saying or doing, which might be making you feel like they're holding you hostage and trying to control you. Okay. And I want you to assess whether the solution really could be something around a basic need right? Could you solve this issue with a basic need? I want you to look closely at how much sleep your kid's getting and if it feels like it's quality sleep. I want you to look at what they're eating, what they're consuming on a daily basis. And most importantly, I want you to look at the connection piece because I think quite often kids that try to hijack us and seek lots of negative attention, it's really because if they could verbalize it, they don't know how, they don't know what's going on. They could verbalize it. They would be like, mommy, I just want to be with you. I long to be loved by you. I long for it. I long to spend time with you. I long to feel enjoyed by you. 
Oh, and guess what, mommy? Five to 15 minutes a day actually will fill my love cup when it's real, when it's authentic, when you, when I'm not just feeling like I'm constantly on your nerves and you just want to get rid of me. You're just trying to force me to do every single thing I possibly can do without you because you're just constantly wanting a break from me. And I get it. Look, kids that are dysregulated and are used to acting like terrorists and 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 being really difficult to get their attention needs met, they're not enjoyable, right? So it's a it's like a vicious cycle and Somebody has to interrupt the cycle and you pulled the short straw because you're the adult. (laughs) So you have to interrupt the cycle by starting to look at it differently. And so this is the framework to help you do it. And let me tell you something. So often the N part of the framework, problem solved. You don't even have to keep going, right? You don't even have to go on, keep going. So Everyone comes in and they're like, just tell me what to do. Meaning, how do I control my kid? Tell me just the right way to enforce, you know, to communicate a boundary and to enforce a consequence so I can change this, so I can control my child's behavior, so I can get them to stop doing the thing. What I want to tell you is that's never going to be the solution. Never. Like if this mom, if I would have, if I would have said to her, okay, all right, yeah, this is, you're right, this is a total excuse and it's unacceptable and this is how you need to implement the boundary of, and you're going to be, the consequence will be oops day rules and these, here's the details of the consequences and this is what you're going to tell your kid. This mom would have been like, um, you know, a month or two down the road, she would be like, I want my money back because, that didn't work. And actually the situation's just gotten worse. And now my kid is coming into our bed in the middle of the night. We haven't, none of us are sleeping through the night. It's a disaster. She's stopped getting ready by herself in the morning for school. She's scared of her own shadow. She won't go anywhere. The situation has gotten much worse. That's what ends up happening when we handle this the wrong way. So Start learning the NICE framework. Start practicing. I hope you took notes today. And thank you for for listening to the podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please make sure and subscribe. And I would love to hear from you. I read all the reviews. So if you feel called to, please leave me a review because I would love to to read what you're hoping to see more of and, and what what you've actually been implementing in your life and what's worked. It, it really inspires me when I hear from you guys. So please rate and review and make sure to subscribe. And I want you to also remember that if you want to, there's two different ways that you can go deeper to learn about the NICE framework. You can, because obviously I can't cover everything. I have an entire program on this framework. So go to the website, mastermindparenting.com and check out the two different ways that you can learn the NICE framework. You can learn it in our self-study option, which is called Mini Masters. That's our program that you can learn it in, um, and it's self-paced and self-study and you will have access to all of our materials. And if you know that you're 
that's never going to work for you and you really want to get hands-on support and you want to work with me directly, then our basics boot camp program is how we study the nice wings together. I coach you on your scenarios. We weave it in and I really help you to integrate and learn this process so that it just becomes the way you think, the way you solve problems, the way you teach your child skills. And that's our very hands-on personalized coaching program. It's a common, it's a hybrid program. It's a combination of group coaching and personal coaching from me. Um, so mastermindparenting.com, go check out the two different ways to go deeper on the NICE framework. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening today, guys. I hope you picked up some tips, tools, maybe some baby steps for creating more balance and boundaries in your life. And I just wanted to let you know, if you want to continue moving the needle forward in creating this for yourself, having a happier household, I want you to go to my website and check out mastermindparenting.com. We have three beginning programs. And if you need some accountability and more support, then please look for the one that would be a good fit for you. Um, And as always, we're on all the social channels under Mastermind Parenting. On Instagram, it's Mastermind underscore Parenting. Um, And, you know, periodically I do pop up on different Instagram lives, Facebook lives, where I give you teaching and coaching. And I love engaging with you live to help you help your strong-willed kids so that they can feel better because when they feel better, they do better. And um, I love, love, love getting to know you guys. So thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Super, super appreciative.